Hi, Chucky. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for calling into this. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, no problem. Yeah, I uh, like my brother, who I know you talk to. Uh, you know, I'm just a, a big right. basketball fan, and um, I, uh, he and I were both Dallas natives, but somehow he became a Laker fan, and I stayed loyal to the Mavs. So, um, <laughs> right. Um, I just I really enjoyed catching up with former Mavs. I know you only had one game here, but you also played, you know, 12 years in the NBA, something like that. So uh-huh. um, I just – I think it's so cool that you're willing to talk to me, and I'm excited to talk to you. All right. Well, no problem, man. <laughs> Looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. So one of the first things that, that I, I like to ask is – uh, when I'm talking to a former NBA player is what made you start playing basketball? Like, you know, what, how did you become passionate about the game? Um, I don't know. I just liked the, the running up and down and, uh, the, 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 you don't really know about the physical aspect of it when you're younger, but just, you know, just running up and down, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> a game that just kind of played, you know, nonstop. Um, and, as I got older, um, you know, it got a little more physical and kind of like that physical aspect of it a little bit later. But, you know, in the beginning, what got me started, I just liked running up and down. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. You know, I, I still play to this day and um, it's still uh, very enjoyable, a lot of fun and great exercise. So I agree with you there. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so I know you were born in, in New York City, but you, you went to high school in North Carolina, correct? Yeah, I went one year high school in New York, and then my my father wanted to move because uh, my grandmother got sick. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so that's the three years of high school in North Carolina, yes. Gotcha. So when you were in high school in North Carolina, um, at what point did you start to <coughs> recognize that, you know, like, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at this. I probably have a legitimate future in it. <clears throat> fighting the cold but uh oh, yeah sorry about that i've been sick too recently but i think uh yeah i think probably around my junior year went off to basketball camp and uh did really well against some of the supposedly top players in the country and uh you know i had just started playing so mm-hmm. i think that's when uh it really hit me then so obviously, you know, North Carolina is a basketball hotbed, I guess you could call it. Were there any yeah. uh, future NBA players that you were playing against consistently on the high school level? Uh, no, not, none, none consistently on the high school level um, because I went to a smaller high school. Mm-hmm. But whenever I went to basketball camp, um, I was able to uh, – see these guys, you know, uh, went to five stars. So a lot of the guys I played against in the NBA, I saw them at five star. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, some of the guys I saw at prep stars in the basketball camps were I ran into in the NBA because back then uh, the AAU wasn't as big. You know, it was one AAU team in the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, you know, I was asked to play, but I didn't want to play because I wanted my summers off. <laughs> so I wanted, you know, my summers to be a kid um, and just hang out with my friends and ride bikes and do things like that. So I didn't, um, I didn't play AAU. I just went to, you know, I went to basketball camp probably about three weeks out of the summer. 
and then the rest of my summer is off. Okay, I got you. So then I know heading into college, you went to NC State. Mm-hmm. Can you what what was your recruiting process that led you to NC State? Uh, well, basically, when I first moved to North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, my high school coach had been working uh, Jim Valvano's basketball camp. So this was the first, I mean, NC State was the first place that he brought me to. And, uh, you know, I went to Wake Forest uh, basketball camp. We went there as, as a team camp as well. Uh, but NC State was the first place he brought me. And NC State was probably the most comfortable place uh, for me because I had just moved down here from New York. And, um, and Valvano was from Queens. And they had a couple guys. Uh, Lorenzo Charles was from Brooklyn. Uh, Ernie Myers was from Harlem, uh, Spanish Harlem, where I'm from, I'm from Harlem. Uh, you know, Tammy Benz was from the Bronx. So it was like a New York familiarity for me. And it's just like any place else when you, you know, you go somewhere different, you know, you kind of gravitate to people who uh, you're familiar with. Well, they were familiar with me. Oh, oh, I was familiar with them, and, you know, uh, you know we've been to the same place, with some of the same people in the city. So, I mean, that was just comfortable for me. So, NC State was just, uh, it, was, it was more of a comfort thing because I didn't know anything about NC State. I knew about UNC, um, and I was a big James Worthy fan, who James Worthy is my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I, I wear my number, wall number 52. Um, so, I mean, it was just it was just a familiarity thing for me, you know, coming to uh, NC State because I knew nothing about NC State. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool, and uh, I could see how the familiarity, the sense of familiarity, would definitely help in that transition at, at, at that point of your mm-hmm. career. Um, so, what what were some of the most memorable moments of your college career? And the reason I'm asking because I'm not a big college basketball fan. I would call myself a casual fan at best. So. Um, I'm not super familiar with it, but I do know that NC State and, you know, you had a rivalry with UNC at the time. Um, what was right. some, some memorable uh, games or instances that stand out to you? Uh, at NC State, I think, uh, of course, winning the um, the ACC championship was, mm-hmm. uh, was a big moment. Um, I think probably uh, my biggest game probably Probably uh, we played UNC um, and uh, my senior, I think it was yeah, senior, and I had like twenty nine and sixteen. Um, so those were probably biggest, you know, the biggest moments. Other than you know, we made the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, for four years. So uh, yeah, those are those are big moments for me. Very cool. And um, so do you still keep up with NC State basketball today? I do. I watch uh, I watch almost every game. Um, I go over, uh, sometimes know the coaches. Mm-hmm. So I go over and, well, I mean, every coach that comes through there, I'm, I'm just around there. So you know, I always introduce myself. Um, but, you know, yeah, I pretty much watch almost every game. Um, and, and I'm just around. I mean, I get to meet some of the kids. Uh, most of them have seen me around. Uh, but they do, like, they used to do, I know Godfrey was real good about it, but he used to bring back, um, used to, used to do, like, a former player thing. And uh, Keats did it this year, but Godfrey was real good about having former guys come back to meet the 
younger guys that was fun to meet, like guys that played, you know, back in the 50s when, you know, oh, yeah. you weren't even born. So it's going <laughs> to be those guys because they got funny stories to tell, you know, because uh, basketball was different, you know, back then. So, um, but yeah, I, I still, uh, I still, you know, stay pretty, I still stay pretty close. Yeah, that's very cool. And part of the reason I was asking is, you know, this is mainly a Maverick-centered podcast, and obviously the Mavs rookie right now is Dennis Smith Jr., who was with right. um, NC State last year. And I wanted to get your thoughts right. on him as a as a player in college, and have you kept up you know, watching him at all this year in the NBA? Oh, of course, of course. I, um, I, I met Dennis a few times, of course, uh, mm-hmm. with the, you know, the former player thing, and Dennis saw me, Dennis has seen me around. Uh, the gym and you know going to practice and stuff, but I think mm-hmm. Dennis has done um, an exceptional job, you know, because as a rookie, you coming in to be uh, the leader. It's not like you're a rookie; you're coming in as a forward or a center. Mm-hmm. You know, your point guard, you got to lead. So um, I think he's done a phenomenal job, and I think with the addition of some good veterans. Uh, around him to help him, you know, and show him about, you know, because he really doesn't know what the league is about yet. You know what I'm saying? He don't know that yet. Right. So, and he can bring some veteran guys in that have been around and just that can show him, uh, you know, what the league is about. And, you know, with his, with his ability, I mean, he'll take it to, <laughs> he'll take it to another level. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he just needs guys, you know, some veteran guys around to help and just tutor him, you know what I'm saying? They ain't gotta, you know, you know, just just let him go out and play and make his mistakes. But then, you know, let him know why something, you know, why you did this. You know, this is why you shouldn't do this. This is why you should do this. You know what I'm saying? Let him learn. You know, he's gonna have to learn on his own. Uh, that's the best way to learn. Uh, but just have somebody there to, to to help you, you know, and and show you why something didn't happen like you thought it would. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and I think everybody in, in Dallas is excited about him. I mean, he's had some really great games, and obviously some rookie struggles, and the Mavs aren't a great team this oh, yeah. year, but uh, all we right. all think the future is bright, so it, it's kind of cool to hear your thoughts on it as a NC State alum. And Right. And one thing I heard you mention on, on my brother's podcast that I wanted to ask you about is you said when you were mm-hmm. in college, you went to either Michael Jordan's house or apartment to watch like a Celtics-Lakers finals with him. How, how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah, when I was in college, um, <clears throat> Michael is from Leland. I'm not Leland, Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And when I moved, well, well, my dad is from a small town called Navassa, which is over in Leland. And uh, I mean, Michael had heard about me, um, and we had a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And so he told the mutual friend that he wanted to meet me. So. <laughs> Um, of course, when he told me, I was like, well, yeah, let's go, you know, like, yeah, let's, let's go away. So yeah, I went, uh, he had a townhouse in Carborough, um, where we went over, he had a couple of friends over, just probably about two, three guys and, uh, came over and, you know, introduced myself to him and, you know, I've known Michael ever since, uh, his brother Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I played in the summer leagues down in Wilmington together. So um, I actually hung out with Larry a little more than Michael, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's how that came about. I mean he just uh, he wanted to meet me, 
you know, I, I guess I'd be making a little noise. You want to know who it is, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah, that, that's really cool and uh, very neat. So in 1989, you wrap up your career at NC State and you're starting to get ready for mm-hmm. the NBA and you're right. drafted in the second round uh, by Cleveland. Um, what was right. what was your draft experience like? I mean, you had a, a fairly successful college career. Were you expecting to go in the first round or were you maybe had expectations of being a second round pick at that time? Um, no, I had expected to go a little earlier than what I did. Uh, all the all – the, Sports Illustrated and all that had me projected like as a top 15 pick. Uh, but I had gone – I didn't have an agent at the time, and it was a little different. Um, so I went to some some things that I probably shouldn't have gone to and didn't play well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that dropped my, my draft stock. But, but, I mean, everything worked out at the end anyway. So um, – but that's my, – I mean, my draft experience was fun. Uh, when I, you know, when I did – when, when all of the camps and all that was over, uh, the only team that had contacted me was uh, was Cleveland. Okay. So I knew it was going to be, you know, either first or second round to Cleveland. So when I didn't go John, they took John Morton in the first round. Um, and then when it was coming around time uh, for the second round 43rd pick, you know, I got the phone call, you know, a couple of weeks before that from Wayne Embry saying that, you know, if you're there, we're going to pick you at 43. So I knew it was coming. Um, I mean, it was it was, just, it was a great experience. And, you know, I was just looking forward to it, you know. and Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it happened, you know. Um, and Cleveland was a good team at that time, excited. too. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland was a very good team. Uh, you know, Mark Price. Mm-hmm. Brad Doherty, Hot Rod Williams, Larry Nance. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a very good, uh, a very good Cleveland team. So I, I went to a good team and um, didn't really know, you know, how much I was going to play, but I just wanted to come and work hard. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, yeah, very cool. So I know you spent a couple of years there, and then you moved on to the Lakers. Uh, before spending the entire 92-93 season with New Jersey. And one thing, or a couple things I wanted to ask you about New Jersey is uh, I recently watched the Kenny Anderson documentary on Amazon. Uh, I know he was a teammate of yours then. Have you have you watched that documentary? Nah, I didn't watch it. I didn't even know it was out. I, I will have to watch it, though, because yeah, that's my guy. So yeah, I it's, have called, to watch. Uh, it's called Mr. Chibs, and it's, uh, it's pretty it, – it's a, it's a powerful story and a, a kind of a, a – a deep dive into his life after basketball and um I enjoyed mm-hmm. it and uh, yeah I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Cool. And then also that year you got to play with Drazen Petrovic. Yes. What do you remember most about him? You know, uh obviously I know that name and I've seen some incredible highlights, but he he played uh-huh. in the NBA before I became a big fan of the NBA. I I kind of became it fell in love with the game in maybe 1995 or so. So, well, what do you remember most about about your time with Drazen as a teammate? Just about his, his work ethic. I just remember one time he had he had sprained his knee, and they told him he was going to be out. Uh, I think they gave, they gave him like three months or something like that, man. And and Drazen wasn't having it. He wasn't trying to hear that. So he, uh, <laughs> you know, he was doing all this extra work, and he ended up, you know, being out like three weeks. Man, it was just amazing. But just his work ethic um, was something that. You know, we just kind of rubbed off on everybody else. And he was just, you know, just such a pleasant guy. 
Uh, didn't really do a whole lot of talking. You know, he would laugh with you. You know, you told a joke if it was funny, he laughed. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't funny, he didn't laugh. You know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was a he was a funny guy. You know, I still remember, you know, that the way that whole thing just went down. I just, you know, just remember Rick Mahorn and I were at his basketball camp at the time when it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Rick Mahorn, and James Edwards were together. And I remember Rick Mahorn getting a page from his wife and uh, pulling over at the phone booth and, you know, hearing the door, hearing the news about driving. But uh, I just remember he was just a, just a hard worker, good guy, you know, just did everything he was supposed to do. I once heard Reggie Miller saying he thought Drazen Petrovic was the best shooter he ever played against. Would you agree with that sentiment? Um, yeah. I mean, I can't, I, th- I can't think of, you know, I can't think of three guys better. Yeah. I can't think of two guys better. You know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I know you also played with Peja, so I wanted to ask you if you, uh, between him and Peja, who you thought was better. But I've seen some – obviously, I watched a lot of Peja in his time with Sacramento and, and in Dallas, too. Right. But uh, I, want, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. And I've seen some incredible yeah, highlights I mean, of Drazen. Yeah, Peja was a good shooter. Um, but I think Drazen was more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Drazen would have less nights of, say, uh, less – like say seven for 20 nights or whatever it is, you know, you're not going to get that many seven for 20. You're going to get consistently, you know, if Jordan get 20 shots, you're going to make 13 up, mm-hmm. you know, consistently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I think, I think Jordan is the more consistent, uh, the more consistent shooter and, and probably had the better range. Page's shot probably looked prettier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, uh, Drazen was, the, was definitely the more consistent of the two. Um, two shoot pages just bigger. Two pages about six eight. Mm-hmm. You know, Drazen about six five. But uh, Drazen, without a doubt, was the more consistent shooter. I got you. Thanks. Thanks for going into detail about that. I, I really appreciate that. Um, that was a yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah. Um, so I know the next year is when you made your way to Dallas for one game. Uh, I played three. I played three. I played three games, but I only played in one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, I got you. I was, I was, I was there for three. Oh, okay. You were there for you were here for three, but only played one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at yeah your, only played one. <laughs> I'm looking at your stats here, and yeah, it does say one game, but yeah, I guess you were here for some uh, what looks like maybe a ten day deal, or something like that. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. It was like a ten day, something like that. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was basically hurt when I got there, but um, yeah, I was hurt when I got there. I'm just curious what you remember from that one singular game as a Dallas Maverick. I remember uh, I got an and one. We played the Knicks. I got an and one. I remember that. I got a three-point play. Um, <laughs> I, I, that, that's the, the main thing that I, rem- I remember about uh, that game. But I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I had um, I had some cartilage, uh, flaked up cartilage in my knee that was bothering me. Um, so I was hurt. So I, I really wasn't expecting to stay. So it wasn't no surprise to me when I did get cut. So it wasn't no big deal. You know, I knew I had to get right. I knew I wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at the box score from that game. I found it online and you're right, you had three points and you made the only shot you took and you made the only free throw you yep. took. So you uh That's you right. might be our all time leader in field goal percentage. That's very possible. I am. I better be. <laughs> <laughs> I better be. Yeah. <laughs> um so that was the only game you played in the NBA that season and you went to the C B A after that, right? Yeah, I went to the C B A um 
went to uh, what was the Grand Rapids. Uh, went there and um, played under a guy by the name of Bruce Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a cool experience. I had never heard of the CBA before. Um, you know, cool experience. Uh, I knew I had to to be there. You know, until I got my game right. You know, so right. uh, it was a good place for me to go uh, to get my game right, and that's what I did. Very cool. Was that a? Obviously, it sounds like it was a beneficial experience for you. But was it? Was it frustrating or difficult? Because you had spent several years in the NBA by that point, and was that? Uh, how did that it was, impact uh, you? Um, I mean, it was a little frustrating uh, because I knew where I had been, I knew where I, I wanted to be, I knew where I should be, mm-hmm. um, and to not be there. But I knew why I was there too, though. So. Um, it wasn't uh, too frustrating. It didn't, it didn't really get too frustrating until, you know, when I started playing well and, you know, it didn't seem like nobody was noticing. That's when it really got to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. So once your CBA career ended, you were able to latch on with the mm-hmm. Rockets um, in the latter half of the 1995 season, which is, which is really cool because you ended up being a contributor on an NBA championship team and playing with some legendary players there and Hakeem and Clyde. Right. I hear just a lot of great things about Hakeem in, uh, mm-hmm. in other podcasts I've listened to things I've seen on TV. Do you have any cool mm-hmm. stories about, about like Hakeem interacting with you or something funny that happened? Anything mm-hmm. like that? Um, yeah, I have a, I mean, he took a liking to me for yeah. some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he's real big in Islam mm-hmm. and, um, so he and I just used to talk, you know, our lockers were kind of next to each other, uh, before, uh, in the, before games over at the summit. So he, we, we would just like talk and it, it was just like life stuff though. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't always about basketball. And, um, one time he invited me over to his house before he finished it, um, uh, to show me the mosque that was being built where he could pray. And, you know, we talked about Islam and I mean, he was just a, a real, you know, down to earth guy, and like, you know, funny story is like whenever we would see each other, we would call each other athlete. You know, hey, athlete, athlete. <laughs> you know, uh, and we would say stuff like, you know, athletes only eat fruits and berries. You know, we, you know, just little silly stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> the dream was just a big silly guy, and uh, you know, just laughed all the time, wanted to have fun. Um, but when it was time to get down to business, you know, it was, it was time to get down to business. And like one thing that sticks out in my mind, we were in, uh, we were in Phoenix, game seven, and uh, we were down 10 at the half. And I remember Dream saying, all right, we got them right where we want them. And I'm looking around like, yo, we down 10, but hey, if you say so. You know, that's what it is. But, uh, you know, just the confidence level and, you know, his confidence, uh, because he was so confident, it just made everybody else so confident. Very cool. And, yeah, you got to uh, obviously win the championship that year and a four-game sweep of Orlando. Um, where do you keep yep. your championship ring? Uh, at, at my mom's house. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and is she in North Carolina? Yes, uh, yeah. probably about two hours from me, two and a half hours from me. Okay, awesome. 
That's that's really cool. I bet she uh, I bet she really appreciates that that you gave that to her. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a big jury guy, so <laughs> she can have it. Yeah, no, that's really neat. So after Houston, you know, you went to Phoenix and then Milwaukee, Atlanta, and Charlotte. Uh-huh. Um, but then you got uh-huh. to go to San Antonio and you got to play with the right. The legendary front line of Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because Tim was still obviously really young <clears throat> at that time. And uh, right. um, he had already won a championship and all that. But what were your impressions of a, of a young Tim Duncan? Oh, man, it was, it was so easy to play with them, too. Uh, I ended up, you know, starting the season uh, because Sean Elliott was uh, sick. Mm-hmm. So I had came in and I was start started the year with them, but it was just so easy to play uh, with those two guys because it was easy to get rebounds. Like whatever rebound that they didn't get, I better get. You know, so um, you know they they attracted so much attention on the offensive end. They made like uh, like shots for me. It was wide open. You know, it was wide open looks. Um, so it was it was just it was just fun and just they just made the game easy. When you play with guys like that, you know, guys like Dream, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, the games just come uh so much easier, you know, because they see so much attention. They get double teams and stuff like that. So you just have to do your part um in order to free them up. Yeah, and that's that's really cool that you were able to, you know, go against those guys and practice and, and learn from them and contribute to their team. Uh what was oh, yeah. When you see Greg Popovich now doing the the sideline interviews where he's just kind of blunt or you know being sarcastic uh-huh. to the to the reporters on TV, was he still like that with you when you were playing under him? <coughs> like, do you have any? Oh have yeah, good memories oh, of playing yeah, for yeah, Pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was uh, one thing about him. I can remember him. You know, he didn't care who who you were. If you weren't doing the right thing, he'd get on you. Mm-hmm. So. um he was always that type of coach. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing for Pop. I enjoyed playing for him my short time there. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was always that same that same kind of coach. So when I see him on the sideline, you know, for those sideline interviews, he, he never liked them. He never liked those interviews. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he just you know he's doing it, you know, just to you know to be a good sport, mm-hmm. you know. But he he does not like those interviews. right uh so i know after after your time in san antonio you went to a few more teams before wrapping up your career in sacramento in 2002 right and that was a very legendary team in my opinion probably one of the best teams to to not win a championship just because of how uh right explosive and fluid and very much a finesse team but still very good and i'm you know i'm in my opinion i think you guys were robbed somewhat in, in that series whatever. oh yeah yeah oh yeah I, I wasn't gonna say that i wasn't gonna yeah. say that <laughs> i mean i watched the games you can see something was going on and um you know certain things right. happened in that in that series you know ori shot obviously which was a uh former teammate of yours making that legendary shot but uh right and then some unusual officiating in game six. Whatever oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
what do you remember? I know you didn't get to play in that series, but what do you remember most right. specifically from, from that game from as a, as a bench player for the Kings? Oh man. I remember that was just such a fun team, man. We, um, you know, I came there, um, uh, late, like in February, I think they signed me and I remember I was home. Um, uh, I remember getting a phone call and, uh, it was like, uh, my agent was like, well, you know, Sacramento wants to sign you. Um, but they want to know if, if you just, you know, just come and, and practice. I said, well, of course I would, you know, I was up in years anyway, so it yeah. didn't matter to me. I'm like, you know, of course I'd be a fool not to just practice. So, um, so yeah, I said, yeah, of course I come, I come, I come and um, I come and just practice. So they signed me. I got there, and um, I mean, I just remember the guys welcoming me. Mateen Cleves was uh, was a guy that I I would hang out with. Um, you know, I have to practice or something. Uh, Bobby mm-hmm. Jackson was from North Carolina. Um, you know, most of those guys I had played against. You know, I played against Webb and. Played, I, well, I had played with Vladi when I was with the Lakers before. Okay. So I knew Vladi. Uh, yeah, I knew Vladi. Uh, I'm trying to think. I didn't know Hedo was young. Um, Gerald Wallace was young. I knew Doug from playing against Doug. Um, I didn't know Mike Bibby. Um But, I mean, the guys just kind of just, you know, just well. I didn't, I didn't know Pollard. I didn't know him. But you know they were very welcoming, and you know it was it was like a it's kind of like a college atmosphere where guys did things together, you know, outside of practice. Because like in the pros is different. Like you know most guys have families, so they don't really you know after practice they go be with their families. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in college, you know, you get through the practice, you go back up to the dorm, you hanging out with each other, you know, going to the student center or whatever you're gonna do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. This was sort of like a college um, atmosphere where guys, you know, even though they had families, you know, guys still hung out. You know, I had my family. You know, Vladi had a family. Uh, I don't think Webb had a family on my team. None of them guys, but you know, Doug had his family. But, you know, everybody just still hung out. Together. So it was, it was a whole lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah, that was a, a fun team to watch. You guys uh, knocked my Mavs out of the playoffs in, in five games and, uh, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was a bit of a rough series, but I was rooting for you guys against against the Lakers mainly because of my brother being such a big Laker fan, but uh, also because you were very you guys were very fun to watch and uh, kind of just probably set things in motion for for how the NBA has played some today, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So that that was really cool to watch, and uh, yeah, that, I just thought it was cool that that you got to be there for that. Right, yeah, it was fun. I had a good time, man. Like, like you said, man, we got robbed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, but I mean, don't tell Laker fans that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't tell them that. Right. You know, don't tell them that, but it's true. We got robbed. So, <laughs> so that, those were the end of your your playing days. What have you been doing in a, in a post playing career in the last uh, sixteen years? Uh, well, the last sixteen years, uh, I have been. Uh, a scout. Well, okay. To to at right after Sacramento, I I I, had fin- I, fin- I came back. I finished school, and I worked in the. Uh, I, I had a few hours to go before I got my degree in sociology. I went back mm-hmm. and got that. Oh, very uh, cool. I, I did some mentoring 
with the NBA Developmental League. It was called the D League before they called it the G League now. But I did some mentoring um, in the Developmental League. Then I did eight years of coaching in the Developmental League. And then after I did that, I did uh, about seven years of scouting. Uh, but the entire time that I've been doing it, I do a little radio TV stuff. And I still do that right now. So uh, so that's been basically, you know, that's been my time mm-hmm. uh, since I left, you know, or retired since 2002. That's what I've been doing. Very cool. And I think it's cool that you're still so connected to the game in, in a variety of different ways. Um, right. Um, I One question I had for you is you're tied with a few other guys for the most NBA teams you've played on with 12 I'm just right. curious as right. I mean you had some solid years in the NBA in your opinion right. what what caused you to not find a stable situation I'm assuming a lot of it just has to do with timing and contract situations but I'm, I'm curious what you think about it well I was the first one to get the record okay <laughs> clarify that I was the first one to get there um <laughs> but uh I just think that you know when you're a guy like uh, a role player type of guy, which that's who I was, uh, the type of player that I was. I think that a lot of times uh, teams always feel like they can find a guy that's better, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, which doesn't always happen. There have been a couple of teams that I, I went to twice. You yes, know? I saw so, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I think it's just a thing where, um, you know, they feel like they can find somebody better, so – you know, they feel like you're expendable. Uh, they have certain guys they want to take care of before they take care of you. If there's something, some money there for you, they'll they'll um, they'll spend it on you. But if you know, if they have to spend it somewhere else, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a thing like that. I'm just glad that I've you know never been labeled as a bad locker room guy. I always been right. you know known as a good teammate. Um, a guy that you can depend on. So um, it was. It was my movement had nothing to do with anything like that. You know, some guys that may be the case that wasn't me. Right. Yeah. No. And, and that's. I definitely don't get that impression. I I think I saw something maybe on TNT a couple <clears throat> of years ago as I was doing some research for this interview uh, or a clip from a couple of years ago where I think Kenny Smith said you were one of his all time favorite teammates. So I thought that right. Was really yeah. And I still, yeah. I still talk to Kenny. Uh, you know, Mario Ellie said the same thing about me. So, you know, and it, it's funny because when you play with these guys, they don't tell you nothing. You know what I'm saying? They don't, yeah. say, <laughs> they don't say that to you, you know, when you're there. You know, you hear this, you know, hear this now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. man, that's cool, you know. But, uh, you know, you just, you know, just wanted to be a good teammate, just wanted to treat people like you wanted to be treated. So, I mean, all of us, I mean, Sam Cassell, I still talk to him mm-hmm. all the time. Um you know, I mean, it's just it's just fun to, um, you know, when you see guys and you relive the experience that you had together. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it's kind of cool that your career went the way it did only because you got to meet so many players and, you know, interact with them. Right. And I'm sure you built a lot of great relationships. So, in that regard, you're probably extremely lucky. So, I think that's really cool. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I always tell people um, – you know, I'm not, I'm not rich with with money by any means, but I, I'm rich with as far as like knowing people and mm-hmm. you know knowing teammates and 
you know, just able to to stay in contact with guys. I mean, even like Steve Kerr is a, is a is a former teammate of mine, and when I see him, we laugh and you know joke and uh, you know because we never would have imagined him being a coach right now. Yeah. So we kind of <laughs> laugh about that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, that's, um, that's really So it's just, you know, because Steve, Steve and I used to laugh all the time and hang out together. I used to go over to his house and eat. When, you know, when I, before I got married and had my own family, I was single in Cleveland. Yeah. And we lived in the same neighborhood. So his wife, Margo, would uh, invite me over to eat at, at, uh, at times with them. Very cool. Um, I think I just have yep. two more questions for you. And okay. uh, I really appreciate it. One of them yeah, is – so this is something that I like to do with former Mavericks, but so I, what I like to do is I, I like to ask them if they can name all of their Maverick teammates from the year that they played in Dallas, but you have an unusual Ooh. situation. And so I thought maybe I right. should ask you something different because you only, you, you were in and out and that might be really hard, especially since it was close to 25 years ago. But I wanted right. to see if you can name all 12 teams you played for in the order you played for them instead. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, I drafted by Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There's the the Lakers, um, New Jersey. Then there's um, Dallas. Yep. Uh, well, before before Dallas, though, I went no before New Jersey. I had went over to Europe. I went over to Italy and played. I came back and uh, played in Jersey. So. Um, they didn't have my stint. I don't think you've probably seen my stint. Oh, over, yeah. I was but, speaking uh, to just NBA teams, actually. Okay, just NBA? Okay, I got it. Yeah, okay, so yeah. let's go. Okay, so so after Dallas, uh, then there's Houston. Uh, you, we're not counting the CBA, right? No CBA. Uh, NBA only. Okay, no CBA. Okay, NBA. Okay, so then there's, there's Houston. Houston. Then there's Phoenix. Uh, at the Phoenix, there was uh, Milwaukee. Yep. Uh, after Milwaukee, there was uh, Atlanta. Then there was uh, Charlotte. Then after Charlotte, oh man. Okay, after after Charlotte, Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. Uh, <clears throat> Charlotte. After Charlotte, it was uh, San Antonio. Yep. Uh, after San Antonio, then it might have been back to Cleveland. Back, actually, back uh, to Charlotte. Golden State. Back to Charlotte. Back to Charlotte. Sorry, after San Antonio, it was back to Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, after after that, then it was uh, Golden State, yep. and then back to Cleveland. Correct. <laughs> right. Then yep. back to Cleveland. Right. And then uh, then it was um, uh, 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 Sacramento. Damn, man, you got them all. Right? Yeah, you got it perfect. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's really impressive. Wow. Um, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. and then actually there was another small question I had to ask in addition to another one. They're very okay. quick. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, one thing that I, I see when I'm checking players' stats on basketballreference.com is that they give uh-huh. they list nicknames for players. And I'm curious right. if you know what yours is because I'd never heard this nickname for you. And sometimes I I find these nicknames on there really odd because I've never heard them. And I'm curious if, if you have any idea what your nickname is on here. You're talking about Wild Thing? Wild Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that nickname came from Tree Rollins. Um, when I was a rookie, you know, when you're young and you come into the NBA, you just, you're so happy to be there, you running a thousand miles an hour 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I was doing. I was running wild and going all over the place. So Tree nicknamed me Wild Thing. <laughs> and that that's how I got that name. So, yeah, so Tree would love that that name is stuck. Yeah, that's but, uh, really yeah, cool. That, that's Tree Rollins. Tree Rollins gave me uh, the nickname Wild Thing. You know, I, I had, I've had i had a few. Larry <laughs> Nance calls me Harold Washington. Uh, so... I mean, it, 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 my teammates, they, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that, that's just shows that they like you when they want to give you a nickname. So, yeah. yeah but, but the wild thing came from Tree Rock. Okay. And then this last question is not basketball related at all. Okay. Um, all right. You were born <laughs> on February 29th, which is Leap Day. Yep. Yep. When, when do you celebrate your birthday? Do you celebrate it at, every year at the end of February or March 1st? I do it uh, when I was in college. I would do it um, both days because it was college and I was young. So the twenty eighth <laughs> and the first. Okay, you know that's what I'm saying. So I wanted yeah. to party both days. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but once I got older, uh, February twenty eighth. I just do it February twenty eighth. I got you. All right. So your uh, your thirteenth birthday is coming up in a, in a couple of years. Then right. Yep, in a yeah. couple of years. My thirteenth birthday yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really yep. cool. Um, I actually, I had a, uh, a little conversation with my wife. She's not an NBA fan, but we, um, we were debating about when you celebrate your birthday and she, she won our conversation. So I'll have to tell her that. Oh, she did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. thinking okay. in my head, I, I think either way makes sense, but I, you know, I, I can right. see why last day of February. So, well, that, that's really all I had tonight, Chucky. I, I really appreciate you okay. taking the time to speak with me. Oh, actually, there's one last thing, and I promise this is the last thing. Uh, okay, all right. <clears throat> so, my one of my wife's best friends is a huge um, NC State fan, and her name okay. is Kay- her name is Kayla, and she's just like she knows she knows who you are. She was excited I was talking about you, or talking to you, and so okay. I thought maybe if if you could give her a brief shout out, I, I know she would really appreciate okay. it. Kayla, what's up, Kayla? How you doing? Um... Uh... Look forward to maybe meeting you sometime. Um, but thank you for being a, a NC State uh, Wolfpack fan. Go Pack! Yeah, uh, she'll she'll love that. I, <laughs> I know she'll be excited to hear it. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I hope you get over your cold and feel better soon. And uh, I'll shoot you a link once I have this online. Okay, sounds good, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank, thanks for your time. Of course. All right. Have a great night, Chucky. All right, man. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.